On this episode of Peppercorn's Movie Shack, we return to the days of drugs, metal, and rampant misogyny. It's our review of The Dirt. Dad Bod Atfleck is back to kick ass and looking sad in Netflix original Triple Frontier. All this, and e- an evil doppelganger of Joe tries to kill him with a vegan diet and a responsible bedtime in the movie shack. Shack. I am your host, as always, Timothy Gillespie, and with me is the incomparable Joseph Mitchell. How are you, Joe? Good, man. Your introduction before sounded like a wolf man. You're not going to leave Yeah, all of, a, <laughs> all of a sudden my throat stopped working properly, and it's like, yeah, he's the big papa. Um, ugh. How are you, sir? I am, uh... I'm delightful. I am all excited for the upcoming summer movie seri- season. Yeah, a lot of stuff series. coming out. We were just talking about Godzilla's coming out. Godzilla's coming out. A lot of big uh, stuff. Uh, the, we're going to see the end of 10 years of Marvel movies. Well, it's over. Yeah. 10? What was it? Well, it's 10. It was 10 11. It was 10 to uh, Infinity Wars. Right, so this is 11. So, but this is technically the end of that. But this is the entire, 22nd yeah. movie in that? These two fucking movies. Yeah. God damn. Wow, it's a lot of movies. That's that's a lot of storytelling. Two movies, yeah. Yeah. Um, God bless them. They've made a fuck ton of money. I always like you know I got my issues with it, but they did it. God, good for them. Like they finally. Yeah, I mean, if you make twenty-two movies, you're not going to make twenty-two perfect movies. No. Um, But you did all connected. It's never been done before. Not like that anyway. And even when you change things or you broke the continuity or anything else like that. You explained it well enough. Yeah, for the most part, everything they, you know, most of the stuff they did worked. You know, so I, I enjoyed. I would, I would say I enjoyed a good eighty percent of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, eh, I don't know if I'd go as high as eighty. Seventy-five. <laughs> I give it seventy-five. It's definitely yeah, a, a solid B. What a, what's a solid B? Well, actually, actually, I think that's probably 80, 85 percent. Yeah, yeah, solid. B. All right, I give the like eighty percent. There you go. That's I would give the whole thing a solid B, an enjoyable B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there off. are B movies, not movies that would deserve it. You know what? This line of thought is stupid. That's whatever. <laughs> They're making a ton of money. Everyone's <laughs> having a great time. A lot of stuff. They got it. It Chapter Two will be out this summer too. It Chapter Two is coming out. That cast looks bunch. fucking stacked. Which one? The It Chapter Two. Got oh Peter yes. In it and uh, uh, what's his name? This is Split. Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain and um, uh, uh, the Professor Xavier. Um, Split. <laughs> Why can't I remember his fucking name? Um, James McAvoy. Yeah, James McAvoy's in it too. Yeah. I think he's the the shitty kid that always cursed. He's the shitty. I think he is. Like, James starring as the shitty kid. No, they're starting that. Aren't all one? kids shitty? No, I'm just kidding. Depends we love the kid. <laughs> Um, but tonight we are reviewing uh, two movies. We Which don't we have watch on Netflix. Uh, yeah, two Netflix movies because 
I didn't feel like spending money or leaving the house. It was just that type of week. Luckily, Netflix is actually, there's a lot of stuff that, th- there was a horror movie that apparently that dropped today. There yeah. was a Blumhouse movie that nobody knew about. Really? Yeah, and um, the, the I was talking before, the Kevin Costner, uh, Woody Harrelson, Bonnie and Clyde movie came out like yesterday. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's playing Bonnie or Clyde? Uh, come on, he's Cl- Bonnie. Look how oh, pretty yeah. that is. That's true. Costner would definitely be the He's got, he's got the rough demeanor to be Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Oh, wait. Did I fix it? Did I fix it? No, I didn't fix it. Nothing. Your headphones busted? Oh, no. It's sort of working. Never mind. Nothing works. I can hear the music. That's all that matters. <laughs> we'll fix it in editing, um, or we'll end up with another lost episode. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yes, if you're paying attention to us, thank you. And if you're not, then you wouldn't hear this, so it doesn't matter. But uh, we did re- release two lost episodes this past week. One was going back to our review of Holmes and Watson and Glass. We loved Holmes and Watson. You'll hear that. Never get that time back, Tim. No, not a great, Ugh. not a great film. Um, I'm gonna save. So fuck these, it to those headphones. Fuck it to these. They're not doing anything. It save do it for what I'm doing. It doesn't music. do anything. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't do anything. Um, so I, I, I'd, I'd like to hear you more than nothing. Um, <laughs> trying struggling to understand. Well, yes. So Netflix has got some good stuff. I mean, they they very very closely came to winning an Oscar. That's not English. Um, they very with, closely came to winning an Oscar. Oh, I guess it's that's exactly it's passable. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Stop thinking, In man, the back of my head are, are all the awful English teachers I've had through the years just complaining about everything's wrong. Yeah. But really, it turned out uh, they were just frustrated with their own lives. <laughs> the moral of the story being, uh, Merry Christmas. Oh no. Well past that. Uh, it's actually springtime. Easter. Merry Easter. Yeah, Merry Easter. Yes. Merry Passover and whatever other holiday is. Okay, so we don't have any news tonight because there was nothing interesting really that happened. I really wanted to talk about. Um, but I, we're, we're, I'm gonna we're gonna make a little change to format. Okay. We have two movies tonight. Okay. Both Netflix movies. We're gonna be doing The Dirt, mm-hmm. which is the Motley Crue biopic, mm-hmm. and we'll be also reviewing Triple Frontier, which is the new movie on Netflix with Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam. Um, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. And one other guy whose name I never remember. His name escapes me. He was, uh, but he was in Tron Legacy. He, was he was in Tron Legacy. Yes. That's what I know him from. Okay. Um, which I liked him in Tron Legacy. And then he was Captain Hook, or the he was James Hook in that... Uh, oh, that was bad. Pan Begins movie. Oh, Jackman, that's so bad. Where he played Blackbeard, but it made no sense. <laughs> oh, he, he played like, you know, evil gay Blackbeard. Um... <laughs> Hugh Jackman. I, I like Hugh Jackman, but sometimes I do too, weird. man. But and I wanted he's to weird. see that movie. Yeah. And I sat there in that theater and I was like, "This sucks." Like, yeah. th- th- I was watching it and I was like, "This is bad, man." Like, this just doesn't make any sense. The dialogue is hokey as fuck. No. Yeah, no, not a, not a winner. So if you go back in time to see, I think that one was just called Pan, right? Yeah, I think it was just called Pan. Yeah, skip that one. Yeah, skip if, that one. But it, you probably skipped it already. The it precursor no- to Wizard of Oz with James Franco is better than that. <laughs> yeah. Although it did that. have that really creepy doll. It did have that really creepy doll. Yes. But anyway, so we're just we're doing two movies and, and, and what we're gonna do is a new rule ah. or a new setup. I'm gonna set we're gonna start discussing the movie and I'm gonna set a hard timer for twenty minutes. Okay. Um once we start. And then once so the we ti- should do Motley Crew last night. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay. Um but um once it hits twenty minutes, all we can do after that point is give our rating. Okay. And then we're done. The, the idea last is, episode went a little long. Well, the, actually, no. The the last episode we talked did, a lot about the news in the last episode. We talked a lot about the news, so it was fine. It was so it worked happened. out to be an hour. So it was yeah. only like really, it was only an hour. 
Yeah, so oh, we only spent right? about 20, 25 minutes on the movie. But like a previous episode... But Captain Marvel, we were just like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, yeah. We're like, it's pretty it's good. It's true. Movie. It's like we were just talking about Marvel. It's all yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I just told, told my beat. friend, he's like, what do you think of Captain Marvel? I'm like, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this way, I, I figure this way it's more concise. And maybe down the yeah, road cool. we, we can just pick and, you know, cut out. Who knows? We'll try something new. We'll just, it'll keep us focused. Yeah, yeah. Because we did. Uh, there was a previous episode, which is one of the lost episodes on Velvet Buzzsaw. We literally, literally spent an the hour. The lost episode. Yeah. <laughs> we lost half an hour of what was an hour review yeah. of Velvet Buzzsaw. Good Another movie. Netflix movie. There you go. There's a lot of interesting shit on Netflix. There is. That's what I was just saying, man. Yeah. They're dropping stuff, so it's yeah. It's They're trying to compete. They're trying to be considered a major studio, basically, at this point. That's true. Well, I wish them all the luck in the world, since I already have them. Uh, and I'm going to keep having them, so hey, I might as well put out decent movies. Give me movies. Or at least movies worth talking about. Okay, so, yeah, yeah so 20 minutes is the thing. Right, so, so, we're gonna, so you want to start with Triple Frontier? Let's start with Triple Frontier, because I can definitely, yeah. Okay, so I will, um, all right, I'm going to start, and I will go first talking yeah, you about s- you start. Triple Frontier. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Greatest movie of our generation. <laughs> uh, time's up. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, got 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, that's a timer. Shit, we're on it. Uh, um, okay, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, uh, he was in it. Um, uh, Charlie Hunnam. It's not 20 seconds. Calm down. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's, not uh, it's not password. Like They're in uh, Colombia at one point. I'm pretty sure it's Colombia, but there's I a sign that says Brazil. Oh I got confused, but he's speaking Spanish. Uh, 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 pass, pass, pass. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's broccoli. It's, uh, it's cauliflower. <laughs> Vegetables. Uh, that's weird. It's <laughs> broccoli. It's cauliflower. <laughs> Now that I've wasted 30 seconds of our 20 well, I was I watched 20. this, and I was telling you before when I, when I got here, I was like, I had to watch it twice, and I'm really interested to hear what you think about it. Um, this movie, uh, the best way I can sum this movie up is, is like, this is like six, like you were making chili, yeah. and you had 70% of the ingredients, you and you're just like, instead of being like, eh, let's go to the store and get the rest so we can have, you just made it. Yeah, you're like. And then you served it, and then people were like, I mean. It's all, th- it's there, but it's, it's, it's sort something of bland. Else. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I know. it's missing something. Like, the, uh, the movie is beautifully shot. It is, and I think that's and why And the actors so are all so good. They are good, yeah. And as a team, they're, 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 they're really great, and they, they look good. Yeah. Everything's all together. And the it's, setup for what they're doing is pretty sweet. Yeah, like the, the they, elevator pitch for this movie, I'd yeah. be like, this is going to be a great movie. Yeah, they great little in, heist film. Yeah, they reeled me in with like this military heist film. And it, the thing about it is the movie keeps escalating, and then it gets to a plateau, and it yeah. changes completely. Well, it, it gets to the plateau during the heist, yeah. which happens in the first hour of the movie. Yeah, and I was like, and in watching the movie, I'm like, where? So you, but to be fair, you got me hooked, because now I'm like, the heist is happening. I'm an hour in. This is a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Where is this going? Right. That's a honestly, I'll give him that. That's a good hook to keep me in. Right, because because you get, you know, they they compressed a lot of heist movie shit into the first hour. Yeah. Like I was expecting, like there's gonna be build up, there's gonna be build, you know, planning montage. Yeah. Yeah. And they basically they have the planning montage would be like, all right, well we need this, this, and this. I was like, you got it, I got it. Yeah. All right, I'll get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, great. And the Uh, so we're good to go. (laughs) I think one of the. And the biggest compliment I can actually give this movie right off the bat is I really liked the characters, the way they introduced them. That it, nothing felt, for the most part, they felt pretty cool. Like they, they were like yeah. real people. I like the, especially Affleck's character. They did a good job of setting him up in the beginning. 
Um, and uh, Pedro Pascal's character, yeah. the sort of reluctant, much more of a reluctant character in the beginning. They do a good job of starting these characters yeah. off. Yeah. But Charlie they... Hunnam in the beginning with yeah. his speech was, I, he always gets a lot of shit because a lot of people don't think he's too good. But I thought this was kind of a good performance. He can't do an Eng- American accent. Nah, I, I'd still, you know what? His accent was better than Benedict Cumberbatch trying to do a fucking Boston accent. And fucking... <laughs> That's true. I love Black I Mass, but like, I was like, who taught him how to do a Boston his, accent? His accent. But every, every time with Charlie Hunnam, I'm just like, it's just like, I, I always feel like he's doing an impression of an American. He's I, definitely, it definitely comes off like that. just like, I'm an American. I was raised at Oxford. It's like Chris Hemsworth. I mean, New like, Jersey. You know, it's like, it's like, all right, well, you know, I mean, I guess I should give you credit because you're trying. Um, and you look the part. I mean, yeah, you, so. you're, he's, and you know, he fits in well with this cast. He does. And that's, I think that's what I take away from yeah. the most is everybody feels right. I love this five, this five yeah. the cast. I mean, that's. You have me on the poster on this movie. Yeah. You really do. And I'm a, I'm an Affleck fan. I've always been an Affleck yeah. fan. I like, and I like when he plays these sort of, like we, he's got this like thing, like he's like I'm gonna play Batman, but then I'm also gonna play weird broken military individuals. Like um, he plays these weird badasses. Yeah, no, and I, I really and I love it, man. I felt like everyone's everyone's a good actor and a good actor in this. I felt <laughs> like as as a character, his 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 character definitely had the most right, momentum well, well and too. I don't want to call it a full arc because I don't think it really no. came fully around. And we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. I mean, there'll be spoilers. There's always spoilers, but yeah. Overall, I mean, the, the biggest problem with this movie is is it is it it, it tells you it's going to deliver a lot, and then it just sort of it just shows up at your table. Yeah, and, and they didn't then, bring anything to add to dinner. No, they, no, oh, I forgot. But let me let me turn it over to you, and you can get your full spiel. And we have 15 minutes. Uh, this is pr- no, this is perfect because I'm going to pick up where you left off. Because yeah. uh, so like I said, we did the setup of the characters. So. About midway through this movie, they do the heist. And the heist yeah. itself is actually an amazingly shot scene. It's so cool. Right. Um, the, at one point, they basically they're trying to take down this drug dealer. They're trying to rob a drug dealer. And I guess they're in Brazil or it's, South America. Or uh, it's it's Colombia. Colombia? Yeah. Colombia, because they, they're originally Colombia. They're escaping through the mountains of Peru and yeah. stuff like that. And they set up this big, bad drug dealer guy, the, the main character, which is Oscar Isaac, or the guy right. that they first meet, has been trying to take down. It opens with him trying yeah. to take him down. He's been working with the <laughs> Colombian military yeah. to take down this, this... Which, if you know anything about Colombian military, extremely corrupt, too. And they go right. to that. So he decides he's going to go up on his own, take these guys that he knows from his military days, and they're going to basically rob him, kill two birds, one stone, they're going to make money, and take out the drug dealer guy. Right. So this is where the problems with the film kind of really start in, is basically like... Uh, so the heist happens, and there's a lot of, you know, and they there's stuff that's, like, layered on. You get a little cracks in, in Ben Affleck's character right. with, because they find all this money in the wall, which is actually, yeah. really, that was awesome. I thought that was a really cool thing. Right, like, it's not in a safe. It's literally. It is the safe. And yeah. I was like, this is pretty sweet. Like, this it's is, plastered into the walls. Before. Yeah. So they just start literally, and there's so much, even I'm sitting there watching, be like, that's so much money. If I was doing that, I'd be fucking knocking balls down. Right, but I, I feel yeah. I feel like you know when the movie and this is where the tone shifts though. This is where the movie sort of goes off the rails yeah, because this like it now, feels very tight right before yeah. that. And, and and as we get into this, we're gonna get into the spoiler section. One, I want to say that. Yeah. Two, I also want to say that I have almost twenty years of working in banking. Yeah. So I know what uh, and I've lifted a bag that has had a million dollars in it. So I know how big and heavy money that heavy. is. Money heavy. Money fucking very heavy. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: like the, the moment where I was just like, and I was very curious to see where it went. But the problem is, it didn't. It was never properly explored. Is 
their 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 time frame is up and it's a hard out, you know. Yeah. And they've gotten yeah. tons of duffel bags of money onto this van, yeah. and they're ready to fucking go. Yeah. And they say, okay, it's time to go. And Ben Affleck's like, no, couple let's more get more, more, more bags. Yeah. He says, and then, then he says, I gave us a ten minute buffer. Yeah. Yeah. And they're Would just like, know? no. And then they were like, no, we've never we've never broken through a hard out before. Yeah. Why now and stuff like this. So you're like, this is where he's he's where it's like the character's getting obsessed. But or it seems up. like the movie is going to go a certain way, right? For a lot of characters, especially because at one point after they get away, after they, you know, spoilers, the the guys show up. But here's the thing: they make a big deal out of what they couldn't find the drug dealer guy. He wasn't yeah. in the house. He turned out it was he was in a. A safe room. He found him in the safe room. They plug him. Yeah, in like two seconds. So that happens. So that feels lackluster because they yeah. built him up as this scary guy. So I have a problem with that. But really, what really starts here is the movie completely turns into Deliverance after this. Yeah, and it tries a lot of ways. to turn into Deliverance. After well, this. it turns into like a very slow-moving Italian job. It's so fast-paced right before that, and then the yeah. song shifts. Because I thought the Because sh- <coughs> once, once he decides But they to also not- say, like, other people will be looking for you. They make a point of right. being like, that's not just his And money. that comes to fruition. Kind of, but not... At the end, you know, in a the, very weak way. In a weak... But that could have been the whole second yeah. half. It's them getting away with these people on their ass, right. which is what I thought it was going to be. Right. And they don't do that, and I don't know why, because it's not like... The esoteric experience of them traveling with donkeys was anything too special to me. No. When you could have had, because the movie starts fast-paced, keeps going fast-paced until about an hour and 15, 20 minutes in, and then it completely shifts. Then it becomes really pastoral. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some good dialogue between the characters. There's yeah. some good moments, but... But it never goes far no, enough. And I, it, Everything it, sort of hits a hits a comfort lane and then just starts cruising. Yeah. it's Because <coughs> I thought it was going to be a really gritty, like... I thought they were going to be stuck in that that place, surrounded yeah. by a whole country, you know. And that, like, when they got when they crash in the village after the helicopter goes down, right? No, I'm talking before. When, oh, when, in the compound? In the compound, when they're oh, like, well, the first van. They're their way out? Yeah, when they're fighting their way out. But they take out oh, his guards. guards. They make a point of being like, we are very good at this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're so good that it, it loses all the tension. It, yeah. But just, I but, mean, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam's character does take a, a, a gut shot. But even then, he's still fucking capable. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing more than I would ever fucking do. Yeah, you know. Um, so then so. it becomes, but then, but but then it gets into this. Listen, the United States government a long time ago made a smart decision. The U.S. Treasury made a smart decision to get rid of any bill hmm. over a hundred dollars. Yeah, there are no used bills to be $500 over bills. five hundred dollar bills, thousand dollars bills. I think it even went up to ten thousand. Yeah, and one of the reasons they wanted to do that is to to discourage people from one counterfeiting, yeah, um, because then it's just not worth it. Yeah, um, you know they still do it. Uh, either counterfeiting or com- stockpiling stacks of money. Because in order to have, you know, to have a, a hundred thousand dollars in hundred dollar bills, it's like literally having two bricks. Yeah, in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's exactly like that. And it looks and, like uh, that when they're pulling out of the fucking walls too. Yeah. Like so to have bricks. a just. Just to have a million dollars, I say it like it's nothing. Two hundred and fifty million or something, like when they had everything. Yeah. Yeah, when he waited and stuff like that. But you saw that giant pile of bags, like they literally filled up to overflowing the back of that van. Yeah, I don't Um, know how that van got out of there. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a ton. It's literally a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and at any point, I was just like, when they were getting in the helicopter, I was just like, literally, you could take three thousand pounds of that money. Be, have 
be set for. That's what I was kind of saying because they, they, like, they do slightly argue. I think Affleck says like you want to be fifty million dollars out the window, and, and, and like yes, and, but it's kind of like yes, but it's kind of like he 50 says million it, dollars. And, and they, he says that, and they immediately are just like okay, like yeah. we're gonna throw it now. Like why? It's even like have don't the think lie? of fifty million dollars. Be like think of five hundred pounds. <laughs> Tim, if I put my hand in the bag and pulled out just two handfuls or whatever yeah. and put those in my pocket, I'd be happy. And I, that, it, like, right. you know what I mean? But I, you know, I get where they're coming from. You know, like Ben Affleck's thinking like this will he's set up my wife. He's this will set, set up my kids for life and everything else. I'll never have. They'll never like, have to work. They'll always be taken. But the care thing of. is, like, ten million would have gotten that. Five million would have gotten. Yeah, if you're like, <laughs> if you know how to invest, all of that would have exactly. covered all your beds, and then a million dollars. Yeah, you build to trust, and then you know you you would be able to relax, get your medical attention you need, and go on to Absolutely. get better at selling condos. <laughs> God, he's such a bad condo seller. He comes in, he's like, so this is the door. Uh, yeah. This is the leaky. And they, like, Which is horrible because I, I could totally see him being in a movie where he's awesome at selling condos. <laughs> but he's, but he's it's like, when you first where was that energy of the guy from Boiler Room? He's got, oh yeah, it's great. Um, when he fucking, he comes in though, he's so like, he's got like the schlubby, like eyes on shirt. And he's yeah. just like, I sell condos now. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, it's good. And yeah. There's some good dialogue to him and Oscar Isaacs, but at the same time, I couldn't yes. help but laugh, and I'm like, oh, Ben Affleck. Like, <laughs> I love you so, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was another thing. Like, the potential for dialogue, I, I feel like, you know, th- one of the things I like is they didn't go total bro no, broy on it and stuff I, like I, that. I think that's what makes the movie sort of – I like it enough, and that's yeah. one of the reasons I do. I mean, these, these guys are likable. That's um, the and thing, that's, and they, they teeter on it a little bit, but – it's more about not so much bro, but friendship yeah. and, you know, that sort of yeah. brotherhood code. Not so much the meathead aspect of it, but we help each other out. Right, which no I was man. glad not to see the meathead aspect. Yeah, but, it, you know. But so I think you could totally take this movie and, and just loosen up, have a little more fun with it. You could have, yeah, a little more jokey. I liked when they were burning all the money. I'll admit that. I <laughs> yeah. thought that was a great well, scene. Well, said, because yeah. that's what we were just talking about. It's like, who gives a shit? And I'm just like, you know what, <laughs> fuck it. If that was yeah. me, I would have fucking done that. Yeah. When are you gonna get a chance to build a burn a million dollars? Never feel bad about it. I was it's like, true. I'm jealous. Problem right is, now. they should have done that in the fucking runway of that airport. But it was almost like I almost felt like the movie could have ended like right after that, and it essentially yeah. did. But it was like a moment that really worked for all the characters and everything. And and then right after that, spoilers, you know, Ben Affleck's character eats it. Yeah. And, that uh, surprised me. That that, that, that did. legitimately shocked me. I yeah. didn't think they were gonna do that. He didn't seem like the character who was going to bite it. I thought either Charlie Hunnam was going to, you know, be like, I'm they injured. They did him up as like the... Yeah, uh, he's going to... Actually, I thought the, the younger brother, was it Benny? Yeah, Benny. Who was great. He was one of my yeah. favorite characters, actually. I thought, or Pedro Pascal has one point where he's talking about his kid. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I, got the, a, I got a kid coming now. I was like, oh, he's definitely... But dead. that's what threw me off, though, because everybody had one of those little stories of yeah. like, oh, I've just done this, or I'm trying to change my ways, or I'm getting better. Their, their dedication to avoiding the tropes of these movies... Yeah was good but at the same time that i'm just like well i kind of miss some of them some of the tropes are good yeah you know some of the tropes work and we like seeing yeah. them and i think th- but i, I do wonder if I, I if if they if like pedro pascal was like oh he's definitely gonna be i think he's gonna be the first one bumped off uh, um, i'm happy he wasn't because i love pedro pascal <laughs> no great actor yeah. um and then i realized though afterwards if he had been i would have been like well that was obvious yeah so in a way so i you, cannot be pleased so but but you just said you were shocked by the athlete being shot in the head yes absolutely i didn't see it coming at fucking all especially yeah. because i thought the movie was going one way so when they're shooting i'm like well they caught up with them yeah and then well, no, i i i was pretty sure that it was going to be the kid from the you thought it was yeah, i thought yeah. see i i was different yeah. i thought okay and then but he just turns around and gets nailed in the head and i'm like and i stopped i paused the movie i'm like what the fuck <laughs> 
Legitimately, yeah. I was like, did not see that coming. No, so neither. That movie, it definitely gets points with me just because it did shock me at certain points. Yeah. I thought the movie was going to... So, to be honest, I did think the movie was going to go one way. It went someplace else, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It no. might not have worked, but I can give it a lot of credit for attempting something different. I do also think that uh, Ben Affleck lost about 75 pounds when he was dead. Uh, because when they're carrying his body around, I was like, that's not definitely not Ben Affleck in that Affleck's sack. A, he's kind of a brawling guy, man. He's, he's a got big, a barrel chest. Yeah. Like, I, he was on, I, I always think of BVS when he's like working out and shit, and he just looks like a piece of fucking yeah. <laughs> oak. <laughs> You're going to carry that around? For what? what? How many miles was that? Yeah. <laughs> no, and this, this, this was dad bod. Affleck, who clearly had been to In-N-Out Burger yeah, a few times this before was, filming. Uh, I'm out of rehab, and I've lost all the drinking weight. <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> right, exactly. But at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, he seems a little light in that bag. Yeah. Did they shave him down? Oh, God. Uh, that would have been... What a scene that would have been. It's too, it's too heavy to carry. What if we just, you know, take a little off the top? You know, I mean, how much of them do they really need to bury? <laughs> <laughs> they don't need the gut. Remember, it was... The, Sleek gentleman he once was. Technically, we just cut his head off and stuff a suit. Nobody will know. <laughs> <laughs> Little straw. Probably more environmentally friendly. <laughs> yeah, already, I like the way this movie should have gone. You know what? I take it back. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what it could have been. But that's what I mean. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not... I don't hate it. Not by any means. I actually quite no. enjoyed a lot of aspects No, I didn't of hate it. it. Um... And I was pleasantly surprised. I sat when I sat down and watched it. I'm like, I'm reeled in. I'm like, I'm gonna see this through all the way through to the end. And uh, I think that's a great sign of a movie where it, it, I'm compelled to finish it. I have to finish it. You know? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I never felt bad about investing my time more. into the movie or anything else like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Where I was like, ah, oh, you're so close. You're so close. Yeah, being, that's what I felt. That's exactly yeah. how I felt. I'm like, it was. It could have been. And this I, could have been a huge success for Netflix, and I think it is a good movie, but it could have been. I think this yeah. movie is so close to being a really awesome fucking movie. I mean, this could have been there. I'm just going to use this as an example as, yeah. as a mid-tier action movie, like a the Taken of Netflix, or like a a different version of an Ocean's Eleven, not yeah. quite that tongue-in-cheek. Ocean's Eleven, like military right. aspect to it, because I love heist movies. So you already got me at that. Yeah, and yeah. heist movies are, are hot right now. Yeah, they are. Um, so they're de- taking a different spin on it and stuff and they want to draw attention to um our vets and stuff like that and i appreciate and they that. did it in the, and they did it in the right way well they, they never yeah i mean they never take a pot shot at anyone they're not making any political statement no, with it yeah. they're just or if they are it's not blatant i mean they're yeah. definitely calling out how tough it is to be a vet yeah after you're out and you're retired, but it doesn't and you're feel done. like someone's standing on a soapbox or they're beating. No, you in the head. yeah, it just feels like people having a conversation, which is the important thing with a movie like this, right? You know, right? I mean, it feels in the moment and natural and everything else like that. Okay, we are down That's to perfect. So two minutes. You want to rate this thing? I, I'm save two minutes. Roll it into Motley Crue because I got a lot to say about that movie. <laughs> we will not roll it into Motley Crue. If we're done, we're done. That's rules are rules. That's pretty much it, though. I mean, the movie. Okay, so let's. I mean, unless there's anything else, let's you rate add it real quick. Anything else you want to add, or else we'll just rate it? Um, I felt like the storyline with the girl and her brother kind of went nowhere. Kind of went nowhere. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, um, but other than that, uh, that's all I have to really say about it. Um, but I'm, I'll rate it first. I'll yeah, go you go first. first. Uh, I'm gonna give the movie. I'm actually gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a five point five, which is below. Normally, I say six is definitely check it out, and anything below is usually skippable. But I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. I think it is watchable, but I, I just don't think 
Middle you're going to watch it, and you're just going to, you're not going to, re- this movie you're going to forget about in two weeks. That, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Or less. Um, which is sad, you know, like, it's so much potential, and you know. Mm. But there's definitely, for the action scenes that happen early on, tight. watch it for that. Really tight. tight. I mean, yeah. uh, my rating for it is, because, uh, I, I, you know, it's a fair point, but I'm going to give it a six. Because I do feel like there's, I know people that would like this movie. I feel like I can recommend this to some people if they're into like a little military right. thriller or something like that. Um, but you're right. I, I will go with fact is um, number one. I'm probably not going to watch it again. Um, yeah, I'll probably won't forget. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's just you know, it's it's one of those middle of the road films that we talk about that Netflix is actually doing a very good job of yeah. preserving in a way. It's similar to you know to how we felt on, on Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, you know. It's like there's a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot but of good stuff in it. Didn't get over that. That, that it that makes me. Line. It makes me hopeful for the future of Netflix. Yeah. Though I will say this real quick: if that, they had added in Jake Gyllenhaal's st- character from Velvet Buster, now, now we got a mo- Now but, you got a stew there. But they got. I, I feel like it, they're only a couple of movies away from having a big time hit. So, but I get six. You know, check it out six? if you can. Okay. If you have Netflix, you know, watch it. It's, it's Ben Affleck. Right. Very good. And he's very good in this. Uh, mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Um, okay, so 5.5 and 6. Not bad. Check it out. All right. So, well, before we start our next review, I just want to remind you that we are Peppercorn's Movie Shack. I am still Timothy Gillespie, and I am still with Joseph Winchell. And hey. if you'd like to talk to us or, you know, get to know us or share your thoughts with us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Peppercorn... At, peep, at, <laughs> at Pepperidge Farms. Peppercorn's Movie Shack. <laughs> Peppercorn's... Everybody's a little off. <laughs> uh, let's try this all the scariest again. Voice you've ever made. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? If you would like to talk to us in a normal, sensible voice, you can find us on Facebook, <coughs> Instagram, or Twitter at Peppercorns Movie Shack. Or if you'd like to email us, you can email us at peppercornsmovieshack at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to find us on the web, we have a website at peppercorns. <clears throat> Excuse me. At PeppercornsMovieShack.com. Uh, for all your Peppercorn Movie Shack needs, um, we do not have any merchandise on there because we just haven't had a reason for it. Eh, maybe I'll it. just make a shirt with some Sharpies one day for you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, so please uh, talk to us. We did get um, we did get one comment on our Captain Marvel episode that <laughs> was on there, um, which is nice. We should get more comments. Please comment on the actual episodes. Let's say stuff. And here, I'm right now. I'm going to bring up the comment and we'll address it directly on this episode. And the comment was, "Why is Joe such a tool?" And that's because tools are important to build society. Who's the comment? No, it, no one said that. Is it James Alexander. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why am I laughing at that? Because it's probably true. <laughs> it's not true. Uh, it's from Athena Reddy. Uh, she has three comments. First, she says, I love John Wick so much, I want to be him. Uh, well, I <laughs> wholeheartedly encourage you to cosplay <laughs> him, and I think you can nail it. Or and MJ, if you do, absolutely send us pictures. We will share it on all our Instagram. Um, and then John Wick 2, a Glock opera. Um, they are constantly making movies into musicals. King Kong is a musical on Broadway. Yeah, a big hit in Broadway, too. <laughs> is, is that a pun? No. It's it's a monster-sized hit. <laughs> I always felt that was a program. Don't monkey around. See Kong on Broadway. Um, He's going to stand there for 20 <laughs> minutes, and we'll take pictures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, I would totally see a John Wick musical. I would, too. It they would... made the effects work, all the gun stuff, and he was oh fighting, singing with gun caca. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, and then... Uh, she also had one more comment. She hard disagree. I think Sam Jackson's de-aging 
Uh, it was totally uncanny valley creepiness for my whole nervous system. Um, I did point out that Clark Gregg, who of course plays Agent Coulson, total we uncanny valley. We did point out valid. that looked weird. Um, yeah. I thought uh, Samuel L. Jackson looked His, good. I, you know, man, that. But even like, I remember thinking like, did he really have to de-age him that much? He kind of looks the same. I just put a wig on him. Maybe I don't know. Um, it's a good point though. I, it's fair. I, you're not wrong on any of these points. In fact, uh, for the most part, I don't. Like we talk about really John Stamos. Think, yeah, you know, de-aged John Stamos. No, he looks the same as he did in 1985. <laughs> You'd break the de-aging machine. <laughs> I'd like to believe there's an actual machine. Made him but anyway, so if you'd like to also be part of our commenting on our show, leave comments, and I will certainly include them, um, as long as they are totally obscene. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, I encourage totally. obscenities. All the time. You would like them see you mail. fucking people. I don't know what else to say. All right. Our next movie is a little film on Netflix also. Big plug for Netflix tonight. Yeah. Um, we should... All yeah. our streaming movies have been from Netflix. Our next streaming movie should be from another service. Is there anything coming out from another service? I did watch the Theranos documentary on HBO. Um, what was the Theranos? What's that? Never mind. <laughs> I don't know what Theranos... Theranos was... It was this... Uh, Medical technology company started by the woman Elizabeth Holmes. Can I ask you a question? Why'd you, why would you? Th- I'm sorry to tap on the table, but why would you think I would know what that is? <laughs> why I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I just assume that everyone consumes the amount sure. of news. Medical science is not your hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you not reading the the think pieces and articles on well, her? I did, I did come in and you were reading Grey's Anatomy casually on the couch. So. <laughs> I, I was, you know. It was a slow day. We can do that. I mean, there's always different. There's uh, yes. Amazon should have maybe Amazon has something. That Amazon out. has original movies. Um, they have a lot of TV HBO shows. HBO too. They have a, they, they Netflix do. has more movies. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think, think we. I think reason. we're stuck with Netflix for a while. But I think uh, Shutter has some. Cracked and, used to do, or Crackle used to do their own. Did they? Uh, movies. I don't know. They haven't Crackle. done one in a while. I can't. They, they released I cannot a Joe Dirt out. sequel. This is Joe Dirt. This is sequel? Joe Dirt too. I believe they released it on Crackle. I didn't like Joe Dirt one. Did you? <laughs> it's stupid funny. It is really sad. I, I liked Christopher Walken in it. He's ridiculous. Oh, he stab you in the face with a soldering iron. That oh, wait. <laughs> you're going about this all the wrong way. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. Oh, God. Uh, Walken. So parody of himself. And okay. Talk about the wait, I'm starting the timer. I'm going to let Joe. I'm going over time on this. I'm letting you know that. <laughs> rules are rules. I. You know what? I'm going to be nice because I'm a nice guy. I'm going to give you the two minutes we didn't spend. On there, um, which that's the all you get. So, are you ready? Are you? Yes. Okay. I'm Tim. I play Wild Side in the background as I go through this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could. No, no, no. I'll just get like. <laughs> all right, let's let's do this. The anticipation right. is killing the crowd. Yeah, go, go, and the timer started, uh, and we're off. I, a little bit, real quick. I'm a hardcore Motley Crue fan. I've been. I brought my my copy of the Dirt with me. I reread this. I reread. No, I have a, a Nikki Six on my copy of the Heroin Diaries, though. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Um, uh, I've been waiting for this movie for like 15 fucking years. Hmm. You know, uh, I first listened to this band when I was like 14 years old. I think I had like I had eight. I had an eight track of uh, Shout Out the Devil and everything, and I was just like, "This is awesome. This is the greatest shit I've ever." You are heard. 10 years younger than me, and you had an eight track of Shout Not Out. Not an eight track, and uh, a cassette tape. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about tape. to say because I was like, I, I don't know why I said eight track. I'm sorry. I've been listening to Motley Crue well since I was probably yeah, eight or nine you, years old, and we had cassettes. Yeah, I had a cassette tape. Yes, I had a yes. shitty Walkman because I couldn't it was afford the eighties. We had a CD tape. player, uh, and I just but at the time, like Kmart was getting like you could get cassettes for like five bucks. Oh yeah. So yeah. I got like I, I got like Pantera and uh, uh, you know Volga Display of Power, um, 
Ozzy Osbourne's Diary of a Mad Man. No, it was Paranoid. It was Black Sabbath Paranoid because it was listening to the song on it. Uh, Ramones, uh, Rocket to Russia, uh, and uh, one of them was Motley Crue, Shout the Devil. So this and this movie's been talked about. If you, I remember the first time I read this dirt. They're like, we're trying to make this a movie, and I'm like, oh, God, please make this movie. So they finally did. They finally did it through Netflix. Um, a lot of the reasons Paramount wanted to make it for a long time, and uh, they they said they wanted them to do essentially like what Bohemian Rhapsody did with the Queen movie. They wanted to do right. a very, a very, very like that. How how by the numbers that was a very, very like. They didn't want to do it like that. Netflix sort of let them do it, and Jeff Tremaine, who everybody knew knows from the Jackass movies, apparently was had been trying to direct this movie for years. So this movie finally came out. I watched it ten times. I've seen it ten times. I just I, I really liked it. Yeah, get you a um, hobby. And one of the things that I, I I'll point out about it is it's very much the story of the band. One of the reasons I thought the Bohemian Rhapsody movie fails in a lot of ways is because it tries to be the story of Freddie Mercury, but you can't tell the story of Freddie Mercury without telling the story of Queen. Yes, well, yeah. So it, it, there's a lot of unbalanced shit in there. I feel like if you're going to tell a story about the band, and they, you know, there's a few things in there that they they definitely sped up. Like, the uh, movie essentially opens with a great uh, voiceover by the guy who plays Nikki Six talking about how much the 80s sucked, and there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot, it was a time of excess. It was a time of, uh, it was almost like the Roaring Twenties had come back to life. In the 80s, because it was money, you know. Well, if you were a trader on Wall Street, there were a lot of reasons to hate the 80s. Oh, yeah, but at the, it was a time, you can't admit that it was a time of excess and over-the-topness oh, yeah. and just ridiculousness. And, I, I like, Motley Crue was essentially at the center of all that. And I, I think when you tell the story of this band and their rise to, to just really, like, like to infamy and, and, and legend status is really depicted well in this film... You know, there's some individual stories that people told me. It's like, well, I wish this was in there. I wish that was in there. And I said, yeah, but that's really the story about Nikki Six. It's really, it doesn't really have anything to do with the band or how the band got together right. or where they went forward. One of the things someone pointed out to me is like, did they really meet in a diner? In the movie, uh, Tommy Lee meets uh, Nikki Six in a diner. Uh, that's not quite how it happened. That's kind of how it happened. He had seen him. Uh, Tommy had a band called like uh, uh, Pier 19 or something like that, or almost 19. He played drums in. And he had been on like an earlier bill that because uh, uh, Six was in a band called London, and they had been at the Troubadour or some shit like that. So we had seen him play before, and I think they actually saw. Well, they him. show that yeah in the movie. He's he, yeah, they he's just came from see London. Seeing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sped up because he had really liked London and like right. wanted to really. So they ended up talking at the Troubadour and went to a diner afterwards. So again, like I can appreciate because a lot of people like will say to me like, "Well, don't you think they?" I'm like, "But." They, you speed track thing. Like, who gives a shit? Because you saw him like eight times before you actually talked to him. You want to show that? Who cares? They just need to see each other and do, you know, the basic version of that. Right. You know, and it's a lot of that with this movie. Um, and then, and the, and the big thing I'll point out, the big thing they point out is how they, Vince Neil ended up singing for them. Right. Because... The, what and that happened, story was immensely compressed. It was compressed, but it's not technically a lie. It's not false. No, no I know what it's saying. Um, yeah, because Nobody's true, saying it's a the lie. The true story is well, they, how Art Mick Mars, never by alive. the way, shout out to Ramsey's. I can't remember the actor's name who plays Mick Mars in his movie. I fucking love him as Mick Mars in this movie. Oh, the guy who played uh, Ramsey Snow or yeah. Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, he's playing. Um, oh, what is his name? It's weird. I can't, yeah, he's got. There was a lot Keep of. Keep talking. Yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah, so. But uh, how Mick joined the band is exactly that. He had an ad in the paper and they called him up. I think Tommy was actually the one that called him. Um, but uh, he showed up and was just like, they had a guy there and he looked at him and he said, uh, this guy sucks. And he goes, okay, we'll fire him. And he turned around and he's like, there's only one room in this band for guitar player. It's not you. Um, but they. Uh, the way that they had seen Vince, because he was in a uh, side band called Rock Candy. 
and they had seen Vince uh, play a couple times. Tommy had went to high school with them. If you know the whole story, read the books. Vince used to, you know, Vince was homeless at one point and slept in Tommy's van and everything. And then his parents felt bad for him, so he actually slept on the floor of Tommy's room. So he had that weird connection. And Mick Mars and Nikki Six actually met each other a few years prior when when Six was working in a liquor store, and Mars was in a different band. He went in to get a bottle of tequila or some shit, and then he met him like two years prior. They didn't realize it until about a year into the band. Uh, but again, why that doesn't none of that's really circumstantial to the band, so it doesn't matter that it's not in there. I work at a liquor store. Can I be in a band? I told you, dude. You, sh- you should have just played music and, and been acoustic in the 90s. Oh, if only there was a time machine. But His I name think... is Yuan Rayon. It's oh, I- yeah, okay. right. I-W-A-N. Good job. You did a good job in the fucking room. And then the last name is Rayon. Rayon. Yeah. R-H-E-O-N. Yeah. O-N. Doesn't matter. <laughs> English is not my first. But uh, I like that. So just I know I'm sort of, but like everybody, the whole thing with Vince is that Vince had not really signed with them, but their his band. It was a weird time because he was in a band called Rock Candy, and one day they went to go play a gig. He arrived on time, and none of the other bands showed up. And he had seen Tommy like two weeks prior, so it was it was like weird circumstance, which I kind of wish they put in there, because had they not just abandoned him, he would have never quit the band and joined Motley Crue. And I think that's a I think that's a good uh, a good way of circumstance. There's a lot of compressed things in there, but I, nothing's false. And that was my biggest takeaway from this movie. I just didn't want them to do what they did with the Queen, the Queen movie, where it they just made up things that didn't happen uh, at all. Like <laughs> it, like it this feels yeah it's compressed, but at the same time and it, it's Bohemian weird. Rhapsody is they just make things up. Yes, and I, I like Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's so safe. It's very safe, and this one, everybody's. I guess a lot of people. I like, mean, I will definitely give this movie. I would not call this movie safe. No, I uh, mean, if you want to give it one positive, um, <laughs> I'll give it many positives. I fucking love it. Great. Huh? Allow me to respond politely. This movie is terrible. Okay. This movie is horribly directed. The acting is garbage. Now. The instant thing everyone's going to say is like, well, you don't get Motley Crue. I've been listening to Motley Crue for ages. Okay. And the best part of this movie is Motley Crue's music. Mm-hmm. And some of the, and when they do some of the stage shows are okay. But if you had a decent director, mm-hmm. the biggest problem with this movie is the director. Because mm-hmm. even though when the actors do nail a moment, okay. the timing of the editing doesn't, one, a lot of the jokes totally fail because they're not timed out right. He doesn't build the beats. He doesn't set up anything. It's shot like a TV movie and everything else like that. Whether it's accurate or not, listen, there have been a lot of biopics done from going back to, we'll just go back to Ray or even La Bamba or, you know, one like... La Bamba. I just love that movie. Uh, I haven't seen the Lego. It's so much promise. (laughs) Now look at him. I don't know where he's doing, but uh, Isai Morales was in it also, and he's going to be Deathstroke on the Titan series. Oh, yeah, I heard yeah. about that. That's right. So he's doing great. <laughs> but here's, you know, and I really wanted to like this movie. And then there was a, there was even a point at in the early part of the movie where I, was, I thought, like, oh, this could be so bad, it's good. And then it didn't. It just sort of falls flat. And then it's just sort of stuff that happens over and over the they he loses the ability to tell a story in it they some of the things are so glossed over that i was just like i would have settled for a movie that was 10 minutes longer if we could have spent more time to examine any of this stuff mm-hmm. um well you think they had the budget to do it longer though 
I don't think they're probably were given the not. Budget to do it long. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I honestly, I mean, the problem is Netflix keeps most of their shit really close to the vest. That's true. So I don't honestly know what the budget of this movie was. Uh, whatever it is, I think if you had doubled it and got. I, I, the biggest thing that if you the biggest to detracting from this movie listen. as a whole comes down to the director. Okay. The script is not great. The dialogue is really, unless it's something that I feel like was taken directly from something, it was comes taken off really from the book. Yeah, well, then they should have got a better ghostwriter. Um, actually, it. he's not a ghostwriter. He's actually yeah. gets credit. So good for them yeah. for taking the chance. Um, but some of it, you know, when they're doing, they break the fourth wall and talk. I directly, love that stuff. I was like. Yeah, but they never commit to it. Yeah. It never it carries through. It's I don't just... know what to tell you, dude. It doesn't bother me, man. I just I, I, here's the thing. I understand what you're saying, and you're probably right. For the record, about the direction, Jeff Tremaine's not a fucking world-renowned director. He directed Jackass before this. That was his. That's his thing. I'm not, I never. But I don't know, man. It's kind of like it's like it's like the the other side of my brain. The Winnie the like when we talked about the Winnie the Pooh movie. Like it's the other side of my brain where I'm just like I. Like, I'm not saying, yeah, for me, it is great, though. I can look at it, and I'm just like, I just wanted this so bad. And I watched it so many times. And I I'm get like, that. I, I mean, just, that's one of no, the... No, I'm not, I'm not trying to sway you at all. Like, you're, if, if you're fucking... If, I know... Like, listen, you don't have to sway me. There's I'm no... I'm not going to sway. When have I ever swayed <laughs> you anywhere? I not, listen, and the but sad part me, is because I, I think it could... Cause but you could never do this that story the right way unless it was either a four-hour movie or a miniseries. And you could say that about any biopic, yeah. because people, you know... And the, one of the reasons they don't do biopics, or they've tried to do biopics about Elvis, and usually it's just like one story about Mo Elvis. It's different with Motley Crue, though, because it's four very unique individuals. Right, exactly. So that's you're automatically. And your point about Bohemian Rhapsody absolutely that, does that's apply. What I'm saying, yeah. This is definitely the story of the band and the four of them. At least, if, if you take nothing else away from it, at least, you can at least say that at least instead of trying to do some bullshit, fucking like gold carpet. This is the way that it could yeah. have been. At least they were. They tried to do it. They, you, there's an attempt there to do it the opposite way yeah. and being more honest about it, which is how all biopics should at least be right. approached. They don't. I mean, they are forced to rush through moments, but they never. I think so, they, never they never gloss. They never put a gossamer sheer yeah. over a moment to make it sort of anything else like that. I mean, I think the stuff with Vince's daughter works. I think you know that it, it, it's it's fine. I don't think it's it. Listen, a kid dying is yeah. always sad unless you are a fucking monster. Um, but here's the thing, right? Continue they show. <laughs> I'm just fucking. It's like fuck that kid. She deserved to die. He's the devil, and you should shout out at him. Uh, awesome song. <laughs> absolutely you know what you're right you're right and that's exactly what, what but here's the problem with the movie that actually you called out that particular scene his his daughter is is in the hospital with cancer and of course he's by her bedside the entire time mm -hmm. all of that's fine no problem with that but then they have a close-up because he's been in the hospital and his his beard is growing i in. did notice that the beard looked a little yeah. fake it looks so bad yeah. Yeah, it doesn't bother me but it's I like like, I like, like someone Crew. did it with mascara before they shot filming, and it's just like it would have been better if they didn't didn't add. You that. sound like their first record producer. <laughs> You'll never be famous. You suck. No, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Maybe I'm right. I'm no, not holding. The I'm not saying. Back. I'm not saying that. And you know what? And I, I see this movie, and I'm like, and I admit, it's. I'm not saying it's prestigious. I'm not even saying it's the best biopic ever. What I am saying is, honestly, it, 
to be a proper Molly. It shouldn't be prestigious. That's, that's not what, what I they're mean, about. Man, this, but is, when has anything they've ever done been this perfect circle or square or anything? Like it's even like one of my favorite things that they always that they did keep in it. But is, there are directors who could really deliver on that, getting you into the feel of the band and what they were going through. But who? Like who would have? Uh, like, I mean, I don't know. Who who's are you going to get to direct the Netflix? I agree, there are. But right. like, I, I'm saying, like, I mean, maybe a, a David I mean, Fincher the, type. Right. Yeah. No. But uh, would David Fincher do that? I think you had. I think. I, know, I guess you, that's a good point. I do. Uh, what I, one of the things I do like about it is, I'm not saying Jeff Tremaine's the best director, but you know what? What I like about it is, it feels like it's directed by somebody who fucking loves Motley Crue. And that's fair. And you you, you're right about that. And that's why I, I just want was hoping movie. that you know maybe. They take a chance on some young guy who does love Motley Crue, wants to direct a film, and then I, I don't think and they, bring something new to the table. I don't think they could have because it was just it was such a labor of love to get the movie made. You had to kind of just be like, right. You needed somebody because Jeff. Let's be honest, Jeff Tremaine's got a little pull. He's got, you know, it, you attach him to something. He's got you, you've got some sort of media attention and everything like that. And there's a weird attachment with Steve O too in there. who was a huge Motley Crue fan. Um, Probably should have just let Steve O direct. But like, um, I I would rather. I'd rather watch a movie directed by a fan than somebody who doesn't understand the band and just wants to look at it as an object, as that's a fair. thing. And that's what I get out of this. And I think if you were a fan like I've been since I was a kid, like it, I, I'm, I'm, but I'm a monster, man. That's just the way I am. Like that, I, I, I listened to heavy metal and everything, and all I wanted, and, and you know, I've since you know learned here, about the dangers of excess. But my objection is shit. not like. You know the, the fact in the in the opening party scene they have Tommy going down on a girl till oh, she squirts all the, yeah yeah shit like that I don't have a problem with that I don't have a problem with Ozzy pissing on the floor That's and licking true it up. Story is my favorite part. That yeah. Did, can you at least admit to me? Can you say that that guy was spot on as Ozzy? Oh, as eighties Ozzy? Yes, because yes. eighties Ozzy. Yeah. He came out and he was just like, dude, looks exactly like Ozzy. Like yeah, <laughs> sounded like him too. Um, yeah, but here's but. No, no, the here's problem, the thing. Go. Here, the problem isn't... <laughs> the thing is... The, thing the problem is. <laughs> isn't what happens necessarily event to event in the movie. Yeah. It's the problem is that the, you have a director who just sort of... Who 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 doesn't have a plan of shots. Who yeah, doesn't lay that. it out. Who doesn't, you know, who doesn't use the art of filmmaking to help enhance <laughs> the story you're well, telling. You they didn't get a filmmaker. Yeah, I know, but that's what... But there's things also I appreciated about it, and I, like, you... And listen, there are certainly times where you can have rough, or you can have someone new, or something gritty, or something. That's Make di- that yeah, choice. Yeah, but that's a different. That's like usually like an independent film, something small, done with like a right, shaky Right, but try can. something yeah, like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, Tim, I agree. I'm, I'm telling you, aesthetically, I understand where you're coming yeah. from. But for me, it's just a thing of, I fucking love that band, and I wanted this movie since I was a kid, and I got it, and... Again, I've watched it several times. But here's the thing: the way Do you like the movie, or just you forcing yourself to like the movie the because movie. you want it to be something like you like? I like? Then that's it. fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not for. I'm definitely not for. I'm not like I'm going to put it on the background. I'm going to. I I sat there and I watched it again last night. I like I came home at like 1.30 in the morning because I was hanging out with our buddy Lou and because it was his uh, fiance's birthday. I went home and I was just like, oh, I'm not tired yet. I'm like, I'm going to watch the dirt again because I'm doing the thing tomorrow. I watched it again and I went to bed. Right. And I I enjoyed it. You know. So I just um. I get where you're coming from, and Jeff Tremaine. I'm not saying Jeff Tremaine's an amazing director at all. He's a TV fucking, not even a TV director. He did a, a fucking well, most of jackass. His, like most know? of his uh, credits are TV. Yeah, um, and they're mostly um, reality TV. Yeah, the reality but, TV. I mean, a lot of wide shots, term. a lot of medium stuff. It's like, a lot of just setting up the camera yeah, and letting you know. Shit this is technically, I think, his first movie. 
Um, no, he directed Bad Grandpa and stuff like that. Ah, again, Jackass style. Right, exactly. That's what I'm um, talking about. Aesthetic, this is a movie. Like, this is different. Love Bad Grandpa. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, who I just... You ta- uh, oh, who played Ozzy? That's right. Oh, like, he's from something, too. Keep the, talking, I'll find it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just... Um, yeah, I think if I were to... If there's, if there's one critique I really have for the movie that I... I, I like, story-wise, because I like... One of the things I really like with the fourth wall breaking, there's a... Uh, when they talk about Doc McGee, their their manager, their uh, their uh, infamous manager from their first four albums, uh, they said well, there was also Doug Thaler, but we couldn't cut him into this movie. I wish more biopics did that. I wish more biopics would just acknowledge that it's a movie and not everybody's ever going to be cut. Oh yeah, like that. I've, because it it it, it I've because seen this then guy so many things. fucking movies and so many biopics insist upon themselves. So like like you know going back to Bohemian Rhapsody, like the definitive Queen movie. I'm like no, you're not really though. Because you cut out things and lied and made things up and put things in places they weren't there. And I care a lot about the story of these things because I love fucking music. And um, for them to acknowledge it, if I have any real issue with it, it's sort of the ending of how they got back together. Because essentially that's kind of how it happened. Very extremely compressed. But it was Nikki going around to them being like, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. This thing. And then, you know, I mean, but again, it's like to do that in its full story would have... You have to go on the whole John Karabi thing, which is just like that's a whole thing and then the American Swine album when he got fired and they brought Vince back in about halfway through it which is why that album's halfway decent and then into that big reunion tour they did when I first saw him for Carnival of Sins like that was like their biggest tour ever and they sold out every arena if you would like that would you could have I would have done the ending a different better but even then I still like it I still like the end of the movie it, it feels like a story about a gang which is essentially that what that band is and that's fucking Motley Crue for me the actor's name is Tony Cavallero. He looks familiar, but I... Uh, Tony Cavallero his... played uh, Ozzy? Yeah. Looked fucking just like Ozzy. <laughs> With the hair and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even in his picture, he actually does look like Ozzy. You know? I don't think they did much makeup. <laughs> Good job. I'll give, you, I'll give you credit for that. Let me talk about a few things I liked. Sure. So, um, so you don't think I'm just an evil bastard. I don't think you're an evil bastard. Well, I'm going to stab you I just think you were two this. different... Whatever. What, it won't be the first time. It won't be the last. It's a film. It's a film podcast, and I review films. Uh, well, we have two minutes and forty-five seconds, so I'll make. This All right, right. Go, 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 um, go, 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 go. I loved Tommy's parents in this. Oh yeah, that's exactly how they were too. They're they're like the best. That's pretty rad. I was like, yeah. Even when they when the when the mother calls the the girlfriend a groupie, and she's like, but that's what you always say. What's great about them? I don't understand. You're always saying these words. Like it's the best thing in the world. And actually, uh. Machine Gun Kelly, he wasn't bad. I didn't know who he was before. Um, he was probably my favorite of the, the four guys uh, playing them. Uh, I thought he had some really good moments in that. Um, Surprising for somebody who's never done anything before. I, right. I, I can side with you on that, too. I enjoyed yeah. him. I mean, hey, you know. the depiction of women in this is pretty god-awful. Awful. It's yeah. worse. Read the book. It's worse. Yeah. Well, apparently, yeah. I'm not going to get into that. That's not important. <laughs> oh, um, the, the, the thing with the phone? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I'm going to be reading chapters, actually, yes. at the end of this over the credits. <laughs> but um, this movie uh, did Those were rock stars in the 80s, great. man. You could, that's an era that I'll never yeah, I mean, that, that's... I mean, it's, and I'm not hopefully saying... I'm, I'm not forgiving it. I'm just saying, like, that era was fucked. It was fucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been like that for... I mean, going back probably even before that. Yeah. Music in general... It's different now. Yeah. It's definitely different now, especially with the scene. And then the L.A. scene, the Sunset Strip. Oh, yeah. Like, goddamn, like... Yeah. Is yeah. go-go? Christ. No, it's, it's always like... I mean, even uh, uh, Almost Famous, 
which is one of my favorite movies love about movie. yeah love that movie um is is rough on women throughout and that's well, actually what that's the yeah. 70s era too yeah so it's it, it's you know they're they're tra- they're betting their groupies and stuff like that well, I mean, one of the i used to one of my old manager at my bar used to be one of the singers for pure perry league and even that was like a nice country band all the stories you'd hear about <laughs> was fucked up so yeah. All right, we have a minute left. Sorry, go ahead. What Get else, your what final else, thoughts. What else, what else did you like? No, no, you got a minute left. You're going to give me your thoughts. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I was fine with the music. Uh, I love Tommy's parents. I like Machine Gun Kelly as Tommy. Um, I mean, that's really – that's pretty much it. Oh, I did I did love uh, the, the ambulance when Nikki dies. Ow. Yeah. Or I just no. I love the the um, the you paramedics. Is like I'm not going to be the paramedic who let Nikki six die. Uh, I like that moment and the moment yeah. when uh, he finally just goes to his father's grave with his half brother. Yeah, <laughs> and his half brother's just like I lost my virginity to, to home, sweet uh, home. home sweet home. Yeah, it's my favorite band. And he goes, "You guys still playing?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah man." Like he's <laughs> just like, "I have come here for a purpose." Yeah. <laughs> um, if there was, yeah, that was like there's a couple. Worthwhile moments, and I just wish it was more. And we are now. That's the timer. See, look, that down to the minute. Right Thanks down. For the extra two minutes. Yes. Congratulations, Joe. Rate the movie. Uh, I'm a hardcore fan. I love this movie. Uh, I I have a little issues with how they condense the uh, ending, so I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, but I just I've seen it so many times, and I'll probably go back. We just talked about. I'll probably go home and watch it again. Um, I think if you're if you've been to as many live performances as I have and waited in line to go meet fucking Nikki Six for five minutes to go have his book signed. I think... Um, I mean, Time's up. You only get it. to give a grading. No, you not. said eight. Hold on. Uh, I think you're really going to like it, so check it out, man. If you bleed... I will edit all of this like I do, go for it. I like Motley Crue. Great, legendary 80s band. I think they deserve better. Um, but I understand that no one else wanted to make this movie, so they had to... They wanted it. them to, but they didn't... They wanted yeah. to do their version of that movie. Right, and... I guess sticking to your guns. That's a song by Motley Crue. Yeah. Appropriately so. I know. Um, I can only give the movie, because I think the director is just so bad. Um, I can only give the movie a three. I think if you're a Crue fan, you probably, your love of Crue probably will carry you through. So go watch the movie. Watch it and enjoy it. And I hope you like it. Um, it's your time. It's your energy. Um, and I hope you're happy and enjoy it. Um, from a movie reviewer standpoint uh i i think jeff was it jeff, jeff tremaine, tremaine. Yep. um should probably stick to television should probably stick to doing <laughs> yeah man at least he got to do something that he said he always wanted to make a movie of how many people can say that great but should we give everyone a budget in a movie to make regardless of how good or whatever they feel like no but I, it makes me feel good the dreams are possible okay good well i hope everyone's dreams come true I don't wish to take anyone's dreams away. No, I know you don't. Continue. Yes. <laughs> but it would have been my dream to see a better movie. Would you got to direct it? I would take... No, any. I'm serious. It's, I'm not being facetious. I'm asking like a serious question. What would you... Whoever's if you could, if, if anybody... If, ever, if every director you liked that you think could direct this was like, I am actually a giant Motley Crue fan and I would love to tell that story. Who do you think... If they were a giant think? Motley Crue fan, I mean... I think say Dave, Scorsese, I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't think Scorsese. Although he did what he does that great documentary on the Rolling Stones. Yeah, but fuck the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> um, speaking of misogyny, um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of directors, uh, you know, and 
It could have been a director coming out of left field. It could I have think been, there'll be another version of this movie yeah. used down the line. I think it'll it could have been like a Justin Lin could have all been like, oh, I love, and then could have made Justin a, Lin, really? You said name a director, all you right? Think, but you, you really think Justin Lin? No, I was just saying okay. any director okay. could have come out and be like, I love this movie. You know, Jordan Peele. Patty Jenkins could have come out and been like, I'm a huge Patty Molly Crew fan. <laughs> She'd be like, no, I, exactly. You want right, me to name no, it? you're absolutely right. I said that. You're, Patty Jenkins yeah. directs You want to have this argument, you'd be like, I tell you the director sucks, and well, well, name another director. Well, that's not how it works. <laughs> Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins sucks next. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who they have available. I don't know who's on the slate. I don't know who they're calling. Well, aren't you supposed to know everything? That's why I do this. Yeah, maybe Kevin Smith was available. Maybe he could have directed a good movie. I, 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 okay. Yeah. You put two of my favorite things together, sure. There you go. <laughs> There you go. There's your other director. You Who fucking else? happy? No, I am. Who else you got? Well, it's been a fun time, <laughs> but we have to go because I hate Joe. Uh, I don't know how to put my headphones on, You've had so headphones you're all going to have to wait because I have to hear the music, and it's I can song. now drown out Joe with music. It's a good but song. anyway, thank you so much for listening, and if you disagree with me, that's perfectly fine. But Tell let me. your voice be known. Yeah, yeah, let us be known, and I will respond to all of your comments Whenever the fuck I feel like it, because it's my goddamn show. But you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Peppercorns Movie Shack. Or you can find us on the web at peppercornsmovieshack.com. Or if you'd like to email me death threats, I welcome them. It's peppercornsmovieshack at gmail.com. Uh, we will be back next week. We are supposed to be reviewing the movie Us, but shit changes, so don't hold me to that. Joe, do you have any parting words for our fans? Um... Uh, I don't know. Uh, be you. Elegant as always. Be you, because who else can be you but you? All right. Well, while we're all being you, um, don't be us. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be us, that's your choice. But anyway, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you had a good time. Like I said, contact us and let us know what you thought. Have a fabulous week, weekend, or however long we've been episodes.